0: Welcome to Always Andersonville, the podcast. Today, we welcome former Andersonville Chamber of Commerce employee, and now current manager of the Uptown Business Center, Heather Sanger. The Uptown Business Center is one of eight business centers throughout Chicago. It aims to support new and existing business owners with licensing, permitting, and additional specialized business assistance in collaboration with BACP, local chambers, and community partners. Well, welcome, Heather. How
1: are you today? Thank you, Laura. I'm good. It's really good to see you. It's good, super good. fun to be doing this after, I don't know, a few months or so, <laughs> probably longer than a few months.
0: Well, you've certainly been a host of this podcast before, but uh-huh. never a guest. So why don't we start by you telling us a little bit about yourself and how you ended up
1: uh, in Uptown at the, at the Uptown Business Center. Sure. Um, so I was with you all at the Andersonville Chamber um, uh, in, let's see, summer of 2019. And I was there until um, just this past January. Uh, and, you know, once the pandemic hit, I kind of was able to split my time between Andersonville and Uptown in a in a good friendly uh, arrangement to kind of help us help us all out financially speaking, um, and to to keep me whole and working. So, super appreciative of that. Um, always, I'm always going to look back on that and just feel good about our communities and how the um, you know the neighborhood partners all kind of work together. Um, I feel like. Pre-pandemic memories of Andersonville and the chamber are so long ago. It's really not all that long ago, but um now that we're in May of 2021, I look forward to uh being able to participate in hopefully some semblance of like the events that we got to do and just casually stopping in on businesses in person and saying hi to folks again. Um and um yeah, as of January 2021, I came over to Uptown full time, um, and I miss you all, but I'm super glad to be close by and be able to still help out the small business community. And my role is a um, uh, a Chicago Business Center Program Manager. So, um, along with our Executive Director Martin Sorge, we uh, manage this program for for this specific region of Chicago.
0: Yeah, so um, Uptown makes up, you know, one of the eight business centers
1: Mm -hmm.
0: uh, of Chicago, you know, can you kind of clarify for us how the idea for these regional business centers came about, and what exactly is the Uptown business
1: center? Sure. Yeah, you know, the the idea came about, I think the um, city uh, and business affairs and consumer protection saw a need to serve. Historically underserved communities, and, and especially the small businesses within those communities, um, as you know, the pandemic kind of um, drew on, and so around fourth quarter of two thousand twenty, they announced that they were going to um, send out an RFP for this Chicago Business Center program, and um, you know we we submitted that and and um, they selected eight different areas within Chicago, uh, along with Uptown. We've got um, the Calumet area, which is you know a little further south. And um, Allies for Community Business is a partner. Um, they used to be known as Acción. Uh, the Puerto Rican Cultural Center, um, Greater Southwest Development Corporation. Um, The closest partner to us on the north side and the only other partner on the north side is the North River Commission and Albany Park Chamber of Commerce. So uh, we partner together to kind of um, make sure that we're tag teaming all the north side businesses and offering, you know, co-programs and partnerships. Um, One of the other centers is the Austin African American Business Networking Association, uh, and then a little further south and west is the Quad Cities Development Corporation. Um, and then alongside those other, you know, the seven locations besides us in Uptown, we've got, let's see, I think for our region, we've got 11 different chambers and eight different wards. So lots of partners there. Um, and yeah, the Uptown Business Center, where along with all those other seven partners, we all kind of have the same focus. Um, in assistance and that's really with city licensing and permit it, permitting and um, kind of specialized business assistance. So um, sector-specific se- sector support um, and just like lots of one-on-one consultations. And I should say too, the Uptown Business Center, everybody has these really large regions, these service areas. So the Uptown Business Center, we we cover from Rogers Park to Lincoln Park. And the river to the lake, so pretty much most of North Chicago, and then um, the North River Commission and the Albany Park Chamber of Commerce pretty much covers from like west of the river to O'Hare, and kind of that same uh, north-south boundary. So,
0: and you know, with the Uptown Business Center, you know, it's a part of the Uptown Chamber of Commerce. How do all of the organizations kind of work together within? you know, you know, explore Uptown.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, So the Uptown Business Center, where this program is actually underneath um, Uptown United, which is the nonprofit arm of um, the Uptown organizations. And we're actually uh, Uptown United, the Uptown Chamber of Commerce and our SSA are kind of all housed and managed out of the same office and the same team. Uh, it's kind of similar to Andersonville's um, SSA and ASCA in the chamber. So uh, that's how we function and you know we've we've got a, a new physical office that's really nice and it's bright blue. <laughs> Can't miss it. it's at 4619 North Broadway. Um, and I'm looking forward to someday soon, hopefully being able to take consultations in person. Um, but right now we're kind of doing everything virtually and, you know, meeting up their businesses uh, when everybody's comfortable doing that, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess that leads me to my next question. How do folks go about um, scheduling a consultation with you, and what does that consultation process look like?
1: Yeah, it's um, pretty simple, and uh, I'm kind of here to just listen right off the bat, but Folks can email me, um, it's just have at exploreuptown.org where they can call me 773-878-1064. Um, and then we also have just a page on our website um, dedicated to this program and it's just exploreuptown.org slash UBC. Um, and there they can learn more. They can also click a link and it'll directly set up a consultation through, through my email. But, you know, what they can expect is they can just come to me with any questions that they have. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate to be able to get back to folks usually within one to two business days. And we just kind of go from there.
0: And why would businesses uh, reach out to the Uptown Business Center? What would they be looking for? What kind of questions
1: do they come to you with? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I think a lot of people look at this business center and if they're familiar with like city programs and agencies and stuff, they're like, well, isn't this what an SBDC does? Isn't this what a neighborhood development corporation does? And the answer is largely yes, uh, but we can really um, kind of hone in on really specific questions. I like to say, like, if, you know, we focus really on licensing and permitting and those as a lot of people know, are handled under BACP. Um, And this program is kind of like under the umbrella of BACP, or you can think of it as an extension of the services that BACP offers. Um, BACP is Business Affairs and Consumer Protection. Um, And the things that businesses can reach out to us about and are probably the most frequent questions are, or entrepreneurs that are kind of thinking about going into small business they ask you know do I need a business license? Um, why do I need a business license and how do I get one And uh, BACP has been really helpful in providing lots of training um, for these regional business center teams um, so that we can help people determine what kind of business license they need. There's a great online portal now. Um, because, you know, you can't go in person down to city hall and do this uh, hard copy. And honestly, that's a, it's a long, tedious process. So there's a new portal called ChicagoBusinessDirect.org where people can go create a profile for themselves and their small businesses and apply for most of the licensing that they'll need um, to get started. And, And those are really like the most frequent questions that we get um, for a lot of businesses that are, you know, they've been moving and shaking for a long time, um, getting them onto that portal. And then also, you know, we've got a lot of requests where folks will say, Oh, I put put in this request for this, or I need to renew this. And um, I'm just kind of waiting to hear what the next step is. We can help determine like where they are in the process of, getting a new license or renewing it um, and kind of help advocate for them. So if they feel stuck, if they don't know what comes next, um, we have a bit of like a bat phone directly to the city where we can say, hey, this is my business owner. This is where they are. This is their question. Can you help us kind of move this along and determine what needs to happen next? So that's been a lot of uh, the work we've been able to focus on so far.
0: And where did businesses have to go before or or future business owners? What was that like them prior to the establishment of these centers?
1: Yeah. um, I mean, prior, the online Chicago business direct portal has been around for a little while, but prior to that, it was, you know, you needed to fill out an info sheet that was given to you through the city so that they knew, you know, what your entity was, all of the, different uh, paperwork that you needed to supply. And you would have to go downtown to city hall and stand in line and um, apply in person. And it's tough to do that. Um, (laughs) And it's it's tough to, uh, you know, sometimes it's kind of like going to the DMV or something. It's like, maybe you didn't know about the one thing that you needed um, to bring. And so you have to go back and do it again. So this just cuts down uh, the time frame quite a bit and uh, puts everything in one place. You can still do that. You can still drop stuff off in person um, and we can help make sure that that process, you know, goes as smoothly as possible. Um, But yeah, it's it's a little easier and it's, it's definitely more streamlined than it used to be.
0: And what kind of permitting would they come to you for? Would business have to come come to you for? I mean, that could range from a whole host of things, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, right now, a lot of the permitting that we're kind of assisting with and also just like partnering with chambers like yours and everybody else's and SSAs is like the um, permits that a restaurant or a business might need to um, bring business out onto their sidewalk to participate in the extended outdoor dining program, um, you know, extending out and in possibly into the streets. Um, so we are here to help with that. Um, pretty much any permitting question a business might have, we can we can kind of jump in. Um, one thing that we're able to do is uh, specifically for like sidewalk cafes is there's a portion of that permit application that where the city will ask you to like draw out what your plan looks like. So you've got to measure out your sidewalk and say where your doors are and where the curb is. And, um, you know, uh, we're happy to help provide like digital formats of that drawing for folks kind of just helps get those applications through a little more quickly.
0: Yes. I don't think people actually realize before kind of going into the permitting process, like how much actual information is needed, Mm -hmm. you know, or kind of street closure permits or anything like that, where you have to kind of indicate, you know, where trash is, where, you know, this sort of waste would be if you're uh, a food vendor and, and all things. So it does really require um, a lot. And I don't even think patrons kind of understand what businesses have to go through in order to make this happen, because all of a sudden it's not there and then it's there for them. um, And they get to take it. But I don't, Think they see the the behind the scenes of of the labor involved in even operating a business. So
1: yeah, there's so much involved. And you know, I'll say that like the power that I wish that I had, or or um, something that I wish I could do for businesses is like approve these things and be like, here's here's your permit or here's your license. Um, and I don't have that power, but I do have the ability to um, help bring in. All of the different folks that need to be a part of those processes. So for permits, and I know you're like very, very aware of this, um, is you know bringing in special events, bringing in Cdot, bringing in Department of Health, or whoever, um, to to be aware of these uh, applications that are going through, and and just trying to, you know, get all of that through. These things the other thing that I'll share and that I know you're really aware of is everything just still takes a lot of time. Um, so from beginning to end, you know, there isn't, there isn't usually a clear time timeframe. Um, things take, usually they take a little bit longer than you might expect or hope, but that's, that's kind of part of this program too, is we hope that the help that we can provide can at least expedite things just a little bit. I mean,
0: absolutely. I mean, just in the review of the documents alone, because the worst is kind of going and getting this all turned in to only realize you missed one line mm-hmm. or, you know, you have to kind of, it gets sent back to you from, for some sort of revision. So I'm guessing this this while that still may happen, it will happen less for folks yep. that, mm-hmm. that they'll be able to submit it and it'll be right the first time. So, yep. And what about some other um, services? I also noticed that, you know, you do have professional service and sector specific guidance. um, And then also with the, with the funding, can you talk about your kind of your help and how you help businesses get funded,
1: especially during this time? Sure. Um, In regards to funding, you know, and again, we realize like so many chambers, especially on the North side, we've got really great, chambers that kind of are um, doing a lot of different things and one of them is connecting their businesses with funding Um, and that is you know an area of focus that we are also um, really attuned to so um, like let's see it's May 6th right now and uh, the application for the restaurant revitalization fund through the SBA just opened um, to a priority group on the first of the month so We've been really reaching out to everyone who um, you know falls uh, within the eligibility to let them know that they can apply and that they should apply um, and just helping them fill out those applications um, and answering any questions. Uh, so you know that's just one like really recent example and I, and I know a lot of um, Other agencies and chambers and neighborhood groups and alder offices are helping with this, Um, similar to the PPP, um, similar to um, economic injury disaster loan and other funding sources like the business interruption grant we helped uh, just let people know about and and get them signed up. One thing that I'll add is that, uh, let's see, it's the sixth today, So the PPP um, applications close um, on May 31st. So if there's business owners out there listening to this, or uh, if you know someone um, who hasn't applied for it yet, definitely encourage them to do that. Um, I think that this is like the last and final round of that. Um, and, And same with the restaurant revitalization fund doesn't sound like there will be another round of that. So it's real important to um, get all of our restaurants and bars um, in on that application. Let's see, other sector specific support that we offer. um, See, especially in kind of the area financing, we've got great partnership with WinTrust Bank. I know that they're super supportive of um, kind of the whole Edgewater, Uptown, Andersonville area um, and beyond is um, they have a, what's called a money smart webinar series. And we've had one already, and then we've got another webinar coming up on the 20th, which is a Thursday. And the topic for that will be um, financial management for a small business. And they're just gonna kind of go over that at a high level, um, but also provide resources, uh, you know, that small business owners are, are gonna need and just kind of be aware of. So um, I'll be sure to send over that information so people can check that out. Um, but yeah, and they'll be offering more webinars over the course of the year. So I think there's five or six, the total between now and the end of the year. Um, and let's see, other, other sector specific things. Well, I would say that that kind of applies to a lot of different businesses and um, something that applies to a lot of businesses. And I know that you guys have partnered with um, g g Law, uh, which is on Ravenswood, they offer a lot of really great webinars and assistance, just getting, you know, um, businesses up to speed on what kind of entities they might need to form, if they need to uh, you know, negotiate a lease or look at their business plan, um, that kind of a thing. Uh, they've been really great in providing webinars and um, kind of one on one consultations. Um, other sector specific stuff. Yeah, I think we're just super focused on the restaurants right now. And, um, you know, this week, like really getting on top of like the latest reopening and thinking about summer and events are starting to reopen and getting folks back into retail spaces getting folks back into like making appointments with um you know whatever kind of specialist like if it's services that you know we haven't been able to take advantage of in the last year and a half or so um just letting people really know like what's coming back to life and how they can, uh, you know, best connect with all their small businesses that they love.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like there's been an immense pressure now that that businesses have been feeling now that the kind yeah. of made up the city and it's kind of made these proclamations for what the summer will hold for us. So I know a, a lot of businesses are are struggling with, you know what to do and how to open and taking into consideration, you know, staff, The feelings of their staff. And and unfortunately, you know, most, most employees and business owners in Andersonville have been vaccinated, but Mm -hmm. we're still, we're still kind of coming out of this and it's going to be hard to rush into anything
1: too quickly. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. I feel like it was a, a challenge going into it and it happened all at once. And it feels a little bit like that coming out of it. So Absolutely.
0: What about for businesses looking for commercial spaces? I know we often at, at the chamber get at the Anderson chamber of commerce, get questions about people kind of looking for a certain amount of square feet. How do you, how do you, do you, do you do that through the uptown chamber? Do you do that through the business center with helping people find commercial spaces? And then are you looking all within your
1: boundaries for those people? Um, we, so, uh, Yes and no. I mean, anyone can reach out to us, to us kind of through the chamber um, portion of our organizations if they're looking for commercial space in Uptown um, and then kind of branching over into the business center portion. If anyone on the north side is looking for commercial space, we will refer them over to the chamber or whichever organization kind of oversees that for the area where we're looking. one of the most important aspects of this program is because I realize that I'm located in Uptown, but the program serves kind of the whole um, northern part of Chicago is that as businesses reach out who are outside of uptown, I'm gonna I'm gonna pretty immediately connect them with the chamber um, that where either their commercial address falls or where they're hoping to locate um, because, kind of, you know, outside of getting them started with the licensing and the permitting and finding them a location, um, they're going to need that handoff to the chamber to partner for like all of their future success, all of their event involvement, all of the marketing support, especially like networking with the other small businesses in the area. Um, So that's kind of our, our path.
0: And do you find um, for the businesses that you've connected with so far, do you find that they're mostly businesses that, you know, want a commercial space or a brick and mortar space, or do you work with a lot with home-based businesses? What has been kind of the makeup of your, of your services?
1: Yeah, a lot of, um, a lot of the businesses who have reached out so far um, have kind of made it through the preliminary, like business licensing uh process, like they've known to go online and to apply for a business license, but they need help getting through the next step. And that's often um, you know, they're like, oh, I, I started it and now there's like, you know, I'm not sure what happens next. And it's usually because there's a zoning review that needs to happen. And so I kind of let them know what they can expect uh, with that. Um, but we also have a fair amount of folks who reach out, like you mentioned, who are interested in opening or starting a home-based business. And this is, you know, a trend that I think is happening across the board because so many folks have been working from home now for a long time, and they're like, "Oh, this is this is a good fit for me," or "I've always had this idea, and now that I have to work from home for my, you know, usual um, full-time gig or whatever it might be." Um, they have a little bit more time to dedicate to thinking about opening their own business. Um, so I help them kind of determine uh, what they need to do to start forming um, their idea into an actual business entity. So, um, and that oftentimes looks, oftentimes looks like starting from the very beginning of making sure that you have a business plan making sure that you have kind of like the team um, of resources that you're going to need. So, you know, do you have a business-making account? Do you have an accountant? Um, Do you have an attorney who specializes in small businesses? And uh, do you have like a a kind of a fully formed business plan? Um, Helping them get through that. And a big question too that we've been getting is like, oh, well, you know, I'm I'm just going to be working from home. I'm going to be doing this Um, idea, you know, just from my home office, do I even need a business license? And the answer is yes. Um, There's not very many times when somebody wouldn't need a business license. So um, that's kind of a large thing that we're uh, just throwing out there. And, you know, oftentimes I find if people ask the question, do I need a license? The answer is almost always yes. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's amazing um, how many businesses or how many businesses to be have started because Mm -hmm. of the pandemic and um, how many people have made their hobbies into what, you know, what could be careers for, for, you know, the next few years for them. Yeah, for sure. So I want to ask, you know, are there any questions that you wish folks would ask that you end up bringing up during these meetings or other questions out there that maybe future business owners um, should prepare themselves for that maybe they didn't think of, like when they're to make the most like ideal situation for you, I guess, like what would you hope people would have at the ready when they come to meet with you?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. Maybe it's not necessarily having them right away at the ready. But I think even just starting with having these thoughts in your head or having these um, ideas in your head are not being afraid to reach out to an attorney who specializes in supporting small businesses. And I think that people kind of get freaked out by that. They think, oh, I'm going to get sued or, oh, I'm in trouble. And it's, it's not that it is having somebody who um, knows, knows the law and kind of knows all of the places to make sure that you're covered in terms of um, protection really, and having that place before you need it. It's like, I always think of it as like, or compare it to like having health insurance or having car insurance or having homeowner's insurance, like things that you're like, yep, I just have to have those in place. Um, having a, a, an attorney relationship in place, they can help you through things like negotiating a lease or just making sure that you've got the right business entity so that um, you know your finances are protected and just like guiding you through having a really good business plan and, and they can connect you with a lot of other resources. Um, so that's something that I think people are sometimes surprised that I'll suggest they just have a good relationship with um, an attorney. And I know you, you all in Andersonville have connections to folks um, that provide those services. And uh, we've got some over here in Uptown as well. Um, Let's see other things that I wish people kind of had at the ready. I think just having a clear definition of like, what kind of space they're going to fill. Like, are you solving a problem? Are you providing a resource or a service? Or are you, you know, selling a specific kinds of thing and having some idea of like the market that you want to go into and uh, the question or the need that you want to fill is super helpful.
0: Can you tell us, are there any kind of upcoming events, uh, maybe in Uptown or with the business center that we can direct folks to?
1: Yeah, we um, like I mentioned earlier, we've got the May 20th. Um, so tomorrow, a, a Money Smart webinar with Wintrust Bank and um, with their managers who are located at uh, Sheridan and Lawrence, so super local. They're going to be talking about financial man- management for a small business. Um, so definitely feel free to join us there. But I think one thing to kind of Keep an eye on is just the exploreuptown.org UBC because um, as we go into the summer I think there will be a lot of uh, webinars and trainings and reminders on what reopening looks like, what are the rules, what people are able to do, um, you know, that they weren't able to do up until this point and then also um, this program is going to expand a little bit I think over the summer to include uh, more resources for like workforce development. And um, like I mentioned, you know, home businesses are kind of this like emerging economy. We're paying attention to like other areas. So, you know, a lot of folks are looking into offering spaces as like, you know, an Airbnb or, you know, renting out those kinds of spaces or or looking into um, just opening small businesses. I think a lot of folks have been having a lot of time to think about what they want to do uh, post pandemic. So the city is kind of aware of those emergencies and uh, small businesses. And we're here to kind of help tackle that and support folks.
0: For sure. I feel like we've gotten a lot of inquiries about folks looking for spaces that are even like 300 square feet or less, mm-hmm.
1: you know, yeah,
0: ideal for kind of co-working environments and, and Airbnb type environments, like you said, and the Airbnb market is just crazy now. It's it's so busy for, for those folks, especially locally, um, that they've been fully booked this whole time during the pandemic. Yeah. Probably yeah. same reasons, right, for yeah. kind of have a place to go and work. Right. All right. Well, we've got some Rapid fire questions for you. Okay. um, Okay. That's (laughs) head into, but um, I'm curious. So you're, you know, you're you're working in uptown, kind of. You kind of have lived in the Albany Park area, right? And you're you have a child going to school, maybe in the still in the the downtown area, correct? Yeah. Okay. And you you know, you worked in Andersonville. Do you? Can you talk about? Do you have any kind of favorite businesses, kind of in
1: those areas? That. Yeah an area where I always would kind of once in a while drop in on, but now I'm there like all the time and I cannot help myself is the Argyle corridor between kind of Broadway and Sheridan. And I just drop in there, you know, just to say hi, but also like I'm obsessed with bubble tea right now my daughter is obsessed with bubble tea I see more and more kind of like franchise businesses opening all over the city it's kind of like you know for a while the big thing was burgers and then it was donuts and now it's kind of turning into this bubble tea craze so there's an awesome place called uni uni or uni uni like a unicorn on um, on Argyle so we hit up that location all the time but there's just like La Patisserie P that has this like world-class um, baker with these amazing pastries and I can't help it. And you go in there and it's like just a quick bite. Um, you can grab anything that's delicious and Shaquan Bakery is similar too. Um, so I find myself over there a lot more and um, also just trying to help support my AAPI community and keep that, keep that area moving and, and bumping and letting our friends know about it. Um, but let's see other, I mean, I, we're still in Andersonville a lot. Um, I think the usual stops and it, if, if I go like more than a few weeks, Lily, will be like, uh, we need to go to Alley Cat. I need more comics. And I haven't gotten Froyo in a while and wants to stop in, um, at the toy store and, and just kind of generally like walking up and down the street. And, um, I will always go there for like a falafel fix. So, um, yeah, let's see. We don't, we kind of don't venture out around uh, downtown as much, but um, let's see, other Albany Park.
0: Well, you'll have to go visit now that Joelle, our yeah. marketing, is working down at Magmile Chamber. Maybe you guys can go and explore what happens down there with her so yeah and
1: I feel like it changes so much down there um like I'll drive through there every now and then on my way depending on which route I take and I just every like every two weeks I feel like there's something new or um something different about the area so yeah now that now that folks are um getting vaccinated we're we're feeling a little more adventurous going outside of our our neighborhoods
0: I used to live over on Winthrop kind of in between Argyle and Ainsley from five to 2010. And I remember when La Patisserie P came into the neighborhood and it was very exciting. So that was nice to have you mention that business. Awesome.
1: He's got a a new neighbor too, um, called new Orleans seafood. And if you like seafood and if you like a lot of seafood, you should head over there. (laughs) Amazing.
0: Um, and then my second question is about you, um, you're one of the people like same as myself who got a pandemic dog
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and how is that going? Oh
1: my gosh. It's going. She's, let's see. Is she? She's oh. almost six months. Her name, okay. her name is Mabel bananas and my eight year old daughter named her, um, after, uh, a character from Gravity Falls, and then her middle name is Bananas, because if Lily doesn't want to answer a question, or if she doesn't know the answer to a question, she'll just say Bananas, and so her name is Mabel Bananas, um, and she eats everything. She's a she's a mini go- golden doodle, which is like the bougiest dog ever, and I would have never thought that we would <laughs> get this particular kind of dog, um, but she's super fluffy and little, and she eats everything, and so right now she's on this like ridiculous doggy probiotic uh all natural food diet because she just eats trash and (laughs) that's my life now (laughs) trying to it it was
0: better as a puppy right yeah so it was do you think it was easier to have the child a a baby baby
1: or a doggy baby which do
0: you think was which is what was harder for you.
1: Lily was the human baby was definitely still still harder. I think it made it easier having the puppy and knowing like she's kind of like managing our expectations. Like she's not going to sleep through the night and she's gonna cry for like the first month that we had her because she's sad. And um like having the experience of having a human baby that did that and knowing now like how long it takes for um, it, for a little young one to kind of like figure out how to sleep through the night and figure out um, when they're hungry and all of that stuff. Uh, but I will say the hard thing is, is like you like really don't know what a puppy's thinking. Like babies kind of like communicate with you after a while and puppies don't really do that. <laughs>
0: No, they just like growl or bite you or yep.
1: yeah. Oh my gosh, the biting that took forever to figure out and we're still it's still not great. But yeah.
0: I just want like I just why want... do you
1: want to bite us all the time? And it's like playing, you know, know. and they have no other way to like interact with you except with their mouth. But it's um it's challenging.
0: Yeah. If I could stop that and like really stop licking all the dishes in the dishwasher when I'm loading them, that would be mm-hmm. That would be
1: great. Yep. (laughs) Hence the GI problems. Right. (laughs) Everything. Exactly. (laughs)
0: Um, and have you been vaccinated? I have been vaccinated.
1: Okay. And how would you do with the second shot? It laid me out. Like, let's see. I got it on on a Wednesday around noon. And I was okay for like 12 hours. And then I was not okay. And I was just like, you know, super, super tired, had a really bad headache. And I know it's, I feel like everybody hears different things depending on, you know, where you go or whatever. But my nurse was, was like, she was like, just like a tough lady. And she's like, you can do it. You just need to muscle through it. Like, don't take anything, just like lay down and rest. You're young. You're going to be fine. So I just like, didn't take anything for 24 hours. And after that, I thank goodness felt better. Cause I was like, I can't, I can't go any longer without taking, um, a Tylenol or something. So yeah,
0: for sure. I mean, I got sick, like, but mine was the same thing. Like I was fine in the evening, like after the shot, I had at around 4 PM on a Thursday. And and by that next morning. I, I like, I guess in the middle of the night, I actually woke up so incredibly thirsty Yes. Like, and I had to like drink like four glasses of water and, um, but then I was pretty much sick, like the, for like t- the next two days and yeah. And that happened to David too, uh, David Oaks
1: of our office. Uh, he, he w- ended up getting sick for like two days and oh my gosh. we had, um, mandated rest for all of us, I think is what it felt like. I was like, Oh, I haven't, I haven't taken just like a day to sleep, <laughs> and rest. And it, you know, it wasn't feeling great, but I was like, well, this is what it took to get me to Slow down, to just check out for yeah. a day or two.
0: Yeah. And I mean, and it's interesting. We've had a lot of businesses and, um, in Andersonville just kind of institute that next day off, you know, that they, they foresee that coming for most folks. And, um, and so they've, they've kind of mandated that that next day is, is, a is a sick day for you. That's so great. We had someone come on, pick up for, for an event package um, at Andersonville and Bloom. And we talked to him about the vaccine. He was like, I was fine. I was totally fine. You know, nothing. Oh, great. And we were just like, good for you. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Well, thank you, Heather, for joining us today. And thank you for listening to Always Andersonville, the podcast. For more information about the Uptown Business Center, please visit exploreuptown.org backslash ubc show notes on today's podcast can be found at andersonville.org always andersonville the podcast is produced by the andersonville chamber of commerce and currently recorded on zoom we thank you for your listenership and if you like the podcast please subscribe and review us on apple podcasts spotify or your favorite podcasting platform we are also actively looking for podcast sponsors to sustain our projection. Please email us at info at for more information.
1: Thank you for your continued support, for staying active in our community, and for staying Always Andersonville.